are listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very important. I mean, I like to say that that I ran my way into Nebraska, and you know, tomorrow morning I'll run my way into the league very fast, extremely fast. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. That was DiCaprio Boodle giving his pre-pro day take to me when I asked him if um, you know, if he could run like he did to get his offer to Nebraska back in 2015. He ran a 438. Um, so he did match that number. The segment of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill on 30th and Yankee Hill. It's been buzzing in Tanner's the last few uh, days and weekends. Uh, March Madness is going on. Um, new schedule of March Madness. It's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So uh, they have been packed. Um, great service, great food. Uh, I was in there on Saturday night for a while to watch uh, the tail end of the games, and it was still buzzing in there. So get on into Tanner's on 30th and Yankee Hill uh, to watch all of the basketball. They have Husker Volleyball, Husker Baseball, BTN Plus feeds going as well. So it is your location to watch all and everything sports. All right, guys, pro day. Nate, I want to go to you first because we were both at this camp in 2015, Doral Meadows Park, DiCaprio Boodle, Got on the radar. There was 400 attendees there, at least in our camp write-up. I went back and read. I felt like it was more than 400. Yeah, I, yeah. It might have been more than 400, maybe 400 pre-registered and then about 400 show-ups. Um, but he ran that day, I believe, in the four threes as well. And so not a surprise. He runs a four three eight at Pro Day, at least on two watches. Um, you know, measured in at 5'9 and 3 quarter. Or, I'm sorry, that's uh, he was 5'9 and, and five eighths. It was his height. Uh, weight 180, uh, 36 and a half inch vertical, 10 six broad, 16 reps in the bench. Uh, DiCaprio Buddha really helped himself a pro day. Yeah, it was huge for him. I mean, I, I think that when when you don't have, um, you know, you're you hadn't really punched your ticket with a with a, an invite to the combine, even though that's the combine's not really you know happening or whatever. But I mean, he he had to run a, a stellar time. I feel like and. Um, and he said it in the open there, you know, he, he ran his way into to Nebraska. That's how he got on Nebraska's radar is by running that 40 at, at that satellite camp. And, it, and I'm pretty sure that it was a 438 that he ran that day, um, you know, out of and it was the fastest time out of, you know, 400 plus kids there. And, and then that's what he did uh, to, to really grab some attention and some headlines in front of the scouts. I, I think he had to do that. He's put together a ton of film and, and, is, and put together a pretty good career at Nebraska. Uh, but I feel like, you know, in order to really bump his stock up, he had to have a great day. And, uh, and he backed it up with, with that 40 time. And, and really all the other numbers are, are pretty good, too. What I just wonder is, you know, I mean, obviously he's got all the, the numbers with the, the vertical, the speed, uh, and then you look at just his, his stats were relatively strong, especially with his past breakups uh, over the last couple of seasons. But, you know, he's just such a small player, you know, that I think the, the, the height is really going to hold him back in the NFL. And is he a nickel corner? I don't know. I mean, that's why a, nick, a nickel and a special teams guy. I just wonder, there's not many guys that are as small as he is that – that make it in the league. And so, I mean, he's still got a very uphill bottle, or battle, but certainly when you put up four in the four threes, people are going to take notice. And a lot of times that, that will give you an opportunity to be evaluated that he might not otherwise get. I mean, if he runs a four six, 
You know, <laughs> he's not what, even in the discussion is, right didn't now. Didn't Lamar Jackson only run four sevens last year? Yeah, but he was also six foot three, two hundred yeah. some pounds. So. And he started for the Jets. Yeah, and he played a lot. Uh, so they didn't know, get drafted either, by the way. No, so I, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, have my doubts about his ability to get drafted, but. He's certainly put himself on the radar, and teams are going to take a closer look than maybe they otherwise would have. Of all the guys that – I mean, Jack Stoll, I still think he's going to have a hard time getting drafted. I mean, he had a great pro day. I think he's going to get a good opportunity in a camp. But I, I do think Farniak maybe solidified himself to be like a seventh, sixth rounder um, based on what he did. I mean, he outperformed Hymas in every category, and Hymas backed out of the 40 um, because of calf stiffness. So – um, I thought Farniak moved and looked as good as I've ever seen, and he's definitely a guard or a center in the NFL. He's not a tackle. I mean, we've known that for many years, that guard is best fit. I'll be curious what that does for Matt Farniak um, you know, going into this process. Well, for me, his biggest value is his versatility. The fact that he played, he played guard, center, played tackle. He can play center. And I mean, look at Nick Gates. <laughs> Nick Gates is a starting center in the NFL right now. And that's because he trained himself to play any position and be a commodity at all five spots. And that's exactly the same path Matt Farniak's trying to take. And, you know, he, he made it uh, very well known in, the, in that pre pro day press conference that, you know, I'm willing to play wherever they want. You know, I think I, I could be a guard tackle. I could be a, 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 a flip guard or whatever. I could play center. I could do anything you want me to do. And that is going to increase your value tenfold, especially when you're one of those fringe guys that, you know, has a, a slight chance to get drafted, but will probably have a better shot at making it uh, as an undrafted rookie free agent. When you can play a number of different spots and, you know, you can add depth at a bunch of different positions, that is going to give yourself a significantly higher chance of sticking than otherwise. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And then I think the, the fact that he's played a lot of football, uh, but yet – um, is still growing into being more of an interior guy. Like like we said, we, we know that he's not a tackle at the next level, uh, but he's shown the ability to at least th- – that he's played there before. But, um, you know, he's – I think he could be a swing guard in, you know, in the NFL. And he's got the measurables and everything. And But when you add in, you know, the, the ability to, to – you know, plug and play him across the board, you know, I think that adds, um, you know, some value to yourself, especially, you know, if you're looking at being a, a day three guy, um, you know, you're, you're probably going to vault up the board there over some other guys that are, um, you know, only a one position type of player that may not have the same type of measurables. You're listening here to the Husker Line show as we talk pro day. I'll tell you the one guy that kind of didn't help himself was Diedrich Mills. Um, when, when you look at the numbers, um, you know, he, he needed to probably get in the four fives. I I had him in the high four fives on some attempts on my watch. Um, I, the, the scout sheet I'm reading over had him at, in the four sixes. Um, and then, you know, his, you know, his vertical was 32 and a half with 13 bench reps. So he didn't really move the needle with speed, bench press, or just that overall explosion, the vertical, um, which I, and then his age, he's older as it is already. So I, I think he needed to have an elite workout to, to put himself in a draftable conversation, and, and I just don't see him being drafted right now. Well, and yeah, I mean, even before the pro day, he said it himself that he needed to – the most important event of the day was the 40 to show that he actually had top-end speed that uh, you know would put him beyond just that kind of uh, you know three yards in a cloud of dust type running back. And, you know, 4-6 – I don't know if that necessarily does that. I mean, if he runs 
you know, low four five, something like that. And maybe he's got a, an opportunity to, you know, maybe prove some of those doubters wrong. But I think if anything, he just confirmed he is what he is and he, he, he has the speed that everybody expected. And, uh, so, you know, I think that that left a lot to be desired and I'm with you, Sean, I, I do not consider him a viable draft prospect right now. Yeah, maybe too many chicken sandwiches. Yeah, I don't especially know. when you admit with NFL draft <laughs> scouts on the Zoom that you ate five Popeye's chicken sandwiches in one sitting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> like, if you didn't have to worry about tomorrow, could you guys eat five? Ch- if you were like, you know what, I could do this and I'm not no. going to gain weight, could you eat five? No. no. I tried to eat two once and I couldn't finish the second one. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, there's no, there's no way I could do five. There's certain things you can like eat forever, and that would be the bread and the batter would make that hard. Like, mm-hmm. wing, I feel like wings, you could eat a lot of wings. A lot of wings. But chicken sandwiches that are breaded heavily on buns. and There's a, there's a lot of filler in those well, chicken sandwiches. I don't get the mayonnaise on it when I go there. I mean, if you get the mayonnaise on five, I mean, that's a lot of extra calories added to that sandwich. Yeah, that's probably a 10,000-calorie meal right there if you eat five of those Popeye easy. chicken sandwiches. With the, mayonnaise, with the mayonnaise on especially. Ugh. All right. Well, <laughs> and Jack Stoll, I, I I didn't go through his numbers. A four six zero thirty one and a half inch vertical. Um, and I, I think if anything, guys like Stoll and Boodle, I don't know if the pro day itself gets them, you know, drafted. But what it does is it gets maybe five or six more teams on them to say, you know what, we need to watch the film on these guys. Mm-hmm. And, and keep keep in mind, there was NFL scouts and personnel running those drills. I mean, the offensive linemen, they're the Patriots. Uh, O-line coach was running those drills. So, I mean, there there was some firsthand observations that, you know, if nothing else, like I said, you, you were on the radar uh, as a potential undrafted rookie free agent. And like I said, sometimes you have a better opportunity of sticking with those teams than you would if you got drafted as a flyer at the end of the seventh round. All right, when we come back, guys, we're going to talk spring football. Uh, we've got offensive line to wrap up with and also secondary. So we're going to talk about that in our next two segments as practice starts on Tuesday. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.